Garfield is like, I feel like it's the set of, I don't know, like some Godzilla or something. And it's like someone's filming on their phone. So what you see on the movie is like, like, like a movie. Like, yeah, that's fine. You, I should used to be so obsessive with what I would post. Like, I would spend ages on my story, like being like, "Oh, that's not perfect. That's not perfect. That's a bit blurry. My toe looks weird there, or something." And now I'm just like, "Whatever." <laughs> I was like, "That's it. <laughs> That'll have to do." Actually, I literally almost posted a video, but I was like, "My toe looks weird." <laughs> <laughs> I actually, that's the thing. Oh, lol. Have, you'd have to be careful of that if you were on um, OnlyFans for feet. <laughs> No weird toes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what they're into? The weird toes. Maybe that's what they're looking yeah. for. Maybe. Oh, hola, friends. Welcome back to So What's the Sitch? It's a new year. I've been out of it. It's been a min. So to get back onto the pod and have some joyful, fun, good debriefs, we have Beth back. Hey, Beth. <laughs> Hola, everyone. So good to have you back. It just feels right. We just needed to have a big debrief and just chat it out because it's been too long. Yes, I'm happy to be back chatting with Kimmy. Yes. And like we have so much we could talk about. There's been a lot been going on um, in the world and obviously Christmas, New Year's, that whole thing. But I have been kind of like tapped out of the like New Year, New Me side of things I just don't really vibe with it I'm just like I'm just who I am right now and I'll keep going and keep trying to be better but I kind of just unsubscribed to the new year new me hence why it's like the ninth now and I'm sort of starting the year now Hmm. yes you are original you do what you want to do as they say I love that and maybe that can be part actually that was one of the mantras I was thinking of which was very simple just do what makes you happy because I've been a bit confused and a bit all over the shop recently. And it, I, I was like, I just need to come back to like, do what makes you happy. Like stop being so in my head and analytical of like what I should do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I also always feel like I want to start what I want to do, like in the new year. Like I like to start that before because uh, I feel like uh, why not start being who I want now like, yeah. even if it's not the new year but also like if you happen to have a reawakening at the new year that's great that's too, totally but. fine yeah I'm not saying you can't but if you don't don't feel bad <laughs> like don't feel bad if on January 1st you're like hold on why am I not just like brand new and doing everything as uh, amazing as I want to <laughs> like right yeah exactly but in my basically in my head for this cut for this conversation was like let's just chat and see what's happening see what's up and we obviously voice note a lot that was how this podcast started in the first place and one of the things we were talking about actually something we talk about a lot is love and not just you and me i realized from doing this podcast uh, so much of the time i say i love that i love that that's so cool that's something i love and i felt a bit in my head about it like am I too silly? Like, am I using the word love too much? And then I kind of realized, no, I'm not. I'm just, I'm a loving person and I love a lot of things. And I feel like you are the same. Like you have a lot of love for people and things and lots of things. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I love to, I love to appreciate like all the little things. And that's kind of my mantra of the moment too, is like, 
to romanticize life and to enjoy like every little thing because it also makes life better like I like that about myself I like that like the little things make me happy because then I just have a better life like you know if I am happy like with what I have now then when I have more which I hope I do then I'll still be happy you know because it's like I could be just as unhappy with a little as I am with a lot if I don't learn to appreciate as cliche as that sounds exactly I yeah I do I just I do love to romanticize life and just find beauty in little things because it's fun yes romanticizing life is everything and I feel like it's become somewhat of like a trope or like a thing online but it's always been a thing of mine of like just enjoying and having fun and I think people weaponize that as like you're silly or that whole um, line that's like small things amuse small minds or something. And I'm like, I couldn't think of anything worse than that. Like I think of it as exactly yeah. opposite. Like because you have an open yeah. mind and you can see the beauty and you can see the good in things and you can be happy. Whereas if you have a small mind, su- such a small mind that you can't see the good in things or see things that are beautiful and appreciate them, it's like that's what a small mind is. Not like appreciating small things, you know what I mean? That's crazy. I've never heard that. But yeah, that sounds like horrible. Oh my like, gosh, you've never heard that. I wonder if it's an Australian no. thing. Oh, that's interesting. Because I heard that wow. all the time. Small small things um, amuse small minds or something. And it would really get to me. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. But yeah. <laughs> speaking of small things oh. and amusing me, well, it's not that small. Angie and I saw a rom-com this week that's been like everywhere. It's called Anyone But You. And it was really big because it was set in Australia. So Aussies are obviously like, oh, my God, Sydney on the screen, like very fun. But I wanted to recommend it to you on the pod because I feel like you'll definitely love it. It's a rom-com, which I think is much needed, like just funny, very lighthearted, lots of like slapstick comedy where it's just really ridiculous things that make you laugh. And I felt like it was a really good movie overall. It's got pretty good reviews. But there was one little thing that was in it. Not a big deal, but it made me think of something that I feel like you will agree with, which was like this running theme of like for love. Well, people who are in love like get at each other or are like angry at each other. And like basically the thing that set it off, I hope this isn't a spoiler for everyone, but there was like a moment towards the end where I think one of them like professes their love or says something that's really nice and the other one's like, oh, fuck off. And it just it just didn't land for me. I was like, mm. and I've seen relationships in real life, like people who I know who are like that, who are just like, oh, fuck you, like I don't care. And like that's funny and that's loving. And I'm like, I don't think that is. I think that's disrespectful. <laughs> like Yeah, I I agree. Like I anytime I'm like with a guy that like I like, whoever I'm talking to, I have a really hard time like even saying mean jokes. Like they come to my mind easily naturally. I'm like, I don't wanna say that. Like I wanna be loving and yeah, and not I don't know. I think that's another thing. It's like, it seems cool and like more mature to like brush stuff off. But I'm like, again, I think the more mature and way to just enjoy life more is to appreciate someone professing their love. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of blowing that off, like what's a freak? Yeah. But we thought it'd be so fun to talk about love and relationships because it is something we talk about a lot. And I think a lot of people do, but maybe not in like a public forum. And then there were things that are said about love in a public forum are like movies and TV, which we obviously can't rely on them for like a real um, 
depiction of what it's like to be in love or to love someone in real life you know what I mean so I feel like it helps talk about it and one of the questions I had for you was what it what does love mean to you like what in your sort of way of living is love yeah hmm okay well the first thing that comes to mind as cliche as it sounds but sometimes it's just like just the common sense things that come to mind are like so true um but just being kind overall like I um I I don't know I really like gentle love like gentle words because I mean I think like any like anytime you're speaking the truth or like if you are having an argument like it can still be done in kindness and like a calm way um and just yeah I just love being treated gently um like just with words and and actions uh-huh. too so I think that um I don't know like it is so fun to joke around Mm. (laughs) I feel like I can't do that too much if it's like mean sarcasm like to my significant other I can do that more with like friends like that can be more of my like platonic love um but even then I do it too much because then I feel like it's just too mean but those uh, jokes they come really easily to my mind so I gotta (laughs) control it but see at least you're uh, self-aware about it because I I definitely have fallen into that trap of being too um like jibby like making jokes and like making fun and that's just in my nature as well but I feel like when you're in a relationship and when you're in love is a completely different sort of like attachment and thing as to with your friends so like obviously you are like that person's safety and you are you together you are safe in love that that's what I think that's like you should feel safe with yourself so then if you are in love with someone and you're joking and tearing out their insecurities or tearing them down it's like they will not feel safe with you so I don't know how that anyone can like be so disrespectful to their partner and call it love that's how that's what I feel like um but to answer this question more I want to tell you about And it's like basically like a psychological breakdown of love and like what are the components of love and things like that. So I, I wrote down the seven components of love, which I'm sure will be in your um, like what is your perfect relationship sort of thing. So I'll tell you what they are. So the first one is care. Obviously, you have to care for each other. The second one is affection. And that is so big for me. I think affection is like everything when it comes to love. But I feel like so many people who are in love or in relationships are not affectionate to each other. Like, have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. Even like hearing about a lot of friends' relationships, I'm like, I need need to be cuddled and like, you know, feel like adored and like from affection and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's not to say you have to be overly affectionate with your partner all the time. Like obviously some people don't like that, don't, aren't into that but like I feel like if you are pushing away affection from the other person it's like is that love like do you love each other if you don't want to show each other affection I don't know I that's a really important one for me (laughs) and then the third one is recognition which is like recognizing the other person for who they are and their strengths and their abilities and talents and everything and then the Mm -hmm. Fourth one is respect, also a major one, which I think is not in many relationships. <laughs> yeah. Respect should be like number one. Um, commitment, 
which I guess that's kind of like if you are in a different kind of relationship where like commitment isn't a thing, then it wouldn't be a thing. But for me, I think commitment in love doesn't necessarily mean like marriage or like being committed to each other, but just being committed to be there for each other and like showing up for each other. Mm-hmm. And then the last two are trust, obviously, like love is trust and honest and open communication. Yeah. I like all those. Um, sounds like a good thing. Yeah. Sounds like love. Sounds like love. It's like, I think yeah. everyone should be doing this all the time, but no one really is. I just think we should right. learn more about like what love is and attachment and relationships. But who's teaching that us, us that at school? They're just busy teaching algebra. <laughs> right. Yes, I've seen a lot of stuff on Instagram. It's like, we should be teaching like emotional intelligence because it, it is so important and like it literally will make you more successful mm. in life anyway um but let me get back yeah. to your topic because you were going to share what is like your ideal relationship or what it looks like maybe like in 2024 what is a single gal looking for in a relationship <laughs> hmm. okay yeah well as I said kindness and affection also I feel like for some people even me like you were saying like people not accepting like affection it's like I need to become more comfortable with that and realizing like I deserve that Mm. and not feeling awkward about it because I do feel like it is it it can be like kind of seen as a weakness Mm. you know affection and everything but I don't know again that's just like a silly societal yeah it's not a weakness not at all and with the right person you will sort of like unravel that like feeling of awkwardness or like not wanting affection I feel like yeah and I feel like I have had um recent good experiences where I feel like I'm much more receptive to the affection and like it feels natural I'm like oh I can be like this you know Mm -hmm. because I feel like before especially with guys who just weren't right for me like Mm -hmm. there would be much like like negative teasing and stuff but I'm just like oh I just want to feel like sweet with my um significant other and um yeah I just want to feel like sweet and calm also I noticed another thing like I am really like hyper and jokey with my friends um but I love to have like a reprieve from that with um like a significant other or like a romantic partner like I kind of like to be calm because I'm I've always been like yeah a little bit hyper like with my friends um so it's nice to take a break from feeling like I have to joke about everything. That could also be, you know, the like, uh, you know, like depression response or like, uh, you know, like making jokes and stuff, derogatory derogatory jokes about myself. So Yeah, I do the same. It's like self-deprecation <laughs> to like protect yourself from them making a joke about you or like that can be really a thing. I feel like in dating and relationships, it's like if I say it first, then they won't say it. And it's like, they're probably not even thinking they're all going to say it, except. Yeah, definitely. So I don't know. I do enjoy like being calm. Of course, I like to have like fun, silly times with um, guys, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I think um, there's so much chaos in life Mm. to feel calm with. Yeah. 
you want a partner that's going to like make you feel safe and calm and regulated not that's gonna like make you feel like you have to go into coping mechanisms and defense to like keep them entertained or keep them there right yeah I yeah I really like that to not to not feel overwhelmed that I have to keep doing stuff to keep it like exciting we can just be calm together Mm, yeah Um, I love that and um but one another thing that's like common between you and me was growing up under sort of like a quite religious or um just like strongly what's the word it's not even religious just a set of beliefs or ideals that kind of govern other things in life and when you get sort of older you realize like maybe it doesn't need to govern all of those things so like love in my life I didn't really put a lot of emphasis on love or like have any idea of what love is because Mm -hmm. I feel like the whole um pressure on like young Hindu girls is to just get married like that's the idea you just need to get married to someone who is really secure and has a lot of money and can look after you and there's really any impetus for like this is how you develop love and this is how you grow love and this is what the importance of finding love it's just very much like just get married and that's all that you need to do to be a good Hindu yeah gosh I feel like yeah the I've also as you said um affected I think by religious like views on love Mm. and like for me growing up in a very conservative Christian community like we were always taught you know like we're not worthy of love like we're garbage but God does love us so much that he chose to love us despite us being sinful yeah oh my god that's so interesting isn't it so like you're not they're taught like you're not even worthy of love how freaking harmful is that to a little soul a poor little best soul I I think I still struggle with it to be honest and um I don't know I still have a hard time even with guys just like liking me I'm like I'm sorry is there something wrong with you that you like me I know a lot of girls feel this way Mm. it's like like okay there must be something wrong with you if you like no (laughs) but yeah that's so effed it's it is, yeah. So that's something I I have really trying to been working on in my mind, like feeling like I am worthy of love and being taken care of. Like that's another thing I would like in my ideal relationship is to feel taken care of. Like I know we need to give and take, but um, I definitely do feel like feeling like protected and comforted and taken care of yeah. to a certain extent. Um, I know that might seem like kind of traditional but I do like that but I'm also open to anything but I just Mm. like that I don't think that's traditional at all I think that's just part of what it means to like love someone because I think a part of loving someone is obviously what we're saying like commitment affection but you also have this sense of wanting to like protect them not just in a male female dynamic but like I feel like a strong when I'm in like I am in love with I guess even my friends that I love like you feel a sense of wanting to look after them and take care of them and protect them So I think that's like normal to feel that. But like the interesting thing about like love and marriage and religion is obviously like the sex part of it, you can talk about forever, like shame and da, da, da. But just how much there's so much focus on finding a partner that you will marry and be with forever, but no focus on like the like compatibility between you two in terms of values, in terms of like sexual compatibility. And in like the Hindu culture, um obviously there's for centuries there's been arranged marriages 
previously in generations. So it's like the generational effect of people getting married so young to people that they didn't know, they had no like say in being in the, in this institution of marriage. And there's just basically like no love, just lack of love for so long, I feel has like manifested in me as just like so much repressed stuff, like repressed stuff of like not being able to choose who you spend your life with, like who you love, not understanding what love is, sexual frustration and confusion. Confusion has been like such a thing in my generation. So I, that, I, I feel like me not being married at 30 years old now, despite the fact that Angus and I have been engaged for two years and been together for so long is kind of like an act of defiance in a way of like, I'll get married when I want to. Like when I feel okay, like just I love Angus so deeply and that doesn't mean because we're not married, like it doesn't mean anything. Whereas in my culture, it is very much frowned upon, looked down upon that we like live together, that we're not married and that we have no like sort of intention of getting married ASAP. And I don't know, I don't know if there's more to unpack with that, but I just think it's interesting to share that like for centuries, women have been forced to be married and didn't have any say and didn't have any sexual expression, any expression of love even. So I just do everything I can to like break out of that, (laughs) break out of those cycles. That's good. Yeah. And I like, I hope it sets an example for others too. And yeah, just the fact that like marriage is um like a historic thing, like mm. in Hindu culture, arranged marriages. Mm. I know like, from from the Christian side, like uh, theologians that I like learning from who are not mm. in the modern American evangelical thinking way. Um, like they talk about marriages, like it, it started as like a... Um, a business contract mm-hmm. is like fathers handing over their daughters. So it's like, okay, why, why are we like revering that as like God's plan? It's like that. Exactly. If you just study a little bit more, you'll see. Yeah. And then, yeah, like we need to focus on the love aspect of it. Mm-hmm. The commitment to love people. That is what's important. Exactly. And I think it's the same in Hinduism. Like so much is lost between trying to like, basically they believe like sort of marrying two souls and the it's like a union of two souls it's sort of all beautiful and this is that but I feel like culture has made it such a kata like a transactional thing where it's like their stars and their astrology matches this much so technically if we put you together you'll be the perfect match and have the great life and same thing it's like where did God ever say we should force people to be together and by these numbers, then they'll have a happy like life. That doesn't make any sense. And I feel like it's the same in Christianity. Like when you go to the truth of the things that haven't been um, sort of like manipulated by history and culture, the truth is always like God is love. Like God loves everyone. Everything about God is love. So why is there anything else? (laughs) Like why does anyone else say anything else? And like, why is there guilt and shame and, disrespect and like even like family thing I feel like so much so much cultural stuff family wise and religion overtakes what the actual um truth of the matter is definitely yes yeah and also just another thought that come came to mind is like um especially for Christians like they feel like they have to get married if they want to be together if they want to be intimate together oh, so yes. it's just I think it skews the whole like 
perception of love and then like commitment and then it's not what they expect and it's like I don't know. It just messes so many oh, things Oh, exactly up. what you said. I mean, I'm sure there's someone who has like all the psychological facts to back this up, but it's basically a, the same thing in Christianity and Hinduism. Like you're told your whole life not to have sex. Sex is shameful. Like if you do this outside of wedlock, you'll be whatever. But then mm-hmm. as soon as you get married, you're expected to be some sexual goddess who can just get pregnant instantly. And how can that possibly be? Like, how does that work? You're going to set yourself up for so much pain, really, like to mm-hmm. tell someone their whole life, this is wrong, don't do it. Like that will affect you mm-hmm. in your body. And then you're sort of expected to turn on this switch and just all of a sudden be able to do it because you have a ring on your finger. <laughs> like it doesn't make much sense. And there are literally like neurological pathways that have not developed because like of not having those experiences, those sexual experiences. Yeah. It's like you, they won't even know how to enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. So I about that um, through some psychology classes. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> culture for keeping us from all of this and like we won't even be able to enjoy it when we do get married well yeah and then that's the whole thing like I I feel like because the religious side of it looks at sex as only between two people man and woman not as like an individual experience which it doesn't make any sense because in order to enjoy sex with someone else you'd have to understand it for yourself first so like the whole way that they try to teach it it's like I guess it's not taught at all it's just shame 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 and then you're on your own with it (laughs) like yeah definitely I'm gonna have a hard time talking about it right now oh sorry sorry I know I just thought I'd start talking about it a little I know we Beth and I have spoken about purity culture before and we honestly talk about it ad nauseum because it's something that's affected both of us but it is also the kind of thing that's really difficult to talk about um particularly when yeah, you just haven't spoken about it your whole life. Like you and I were kind of both affected by it, but never really mm-hmm. brought it to the forefront. Well, there you go. We had a little chat about it here. That's just like breaking the ice. <laughs> so weird. I'm like, oh, who do I know who's going to be listening to this? Uh, no, yes. Yeah, good practice. I hope that I can like also be an example. Because, um, yeah, I have even like taken classes to kind of um, – to like reprogram my brain to not think of sex as a bad thing it's just it makes me really sad that I have those negative perceptions and I'm like I really hope that these don't persist my whole life so. no you should feel so proud of yourself for doing that because even doing that would be something that like I imagine you'd have to sort of even work through to be like I'm not bad for wanting to do this like I'm not a bad person mm-hmm. that's the whole conditioning of like anything to do with sex is like guilt ridden you know what I mean um but no you should definitely you are definitely an incredible example for that and I just feel like yeah I I am like very very sex positive (laughs) despite the fact that I grew up in the exact opposite of that like no sex before marriage you never do that like that's wild um I think because of that if I ever come across someone who's uncomfortable about it or um doesn't know how to talk about it I love to talk to them about it to make them feel more comfortable like just make it more normalized I think um and that obviously the patriarchy is a huge huge factor in this whole thing where 
a man can talk about sex and it's just no problem. He's just a stand-up guy. Whereas if I was to start a conversation about sex, people will look down upon me and be like, what kind of person are you or what kind of girl are you? And I just detest that so much. So, yeah, if you ever want to ask me any cues about purity culture or sex or talk about it and not feel like a bad person, I can be your girl. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, like... (laughs) My mindset has very much changed, even though my life hasn't. And I like, so even at this point, I'm like, I don't know if that's just because that's my choice or if that's still like deeply ingrained in me, but I'm working on my mindset about all of that. And I encourage everyone else to do the same. (laughs) Absolutely. Everyone should. And like, no matter who you are, whether you grew up in a culture that, um, what that was like shameful around sex, even if you didn't, I still think people just don't have a good understanding of like love and relationships and sex and what it all means. And like, maybe we should talk about this on another pod because I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable, but I do love that in, in Hinduism, like sex is so beautiful and there's so much like that is sacred to it and about like two souls uniting. And there's just so many beautiful scriptures about sex in Hinduism. However, when the English came over and just brought all of the Christianity and shame, it all was basically like cast aside and things were hidden. Parts of temples where they would have, it's basically just like naked goddesses and stuff were like taken away. Just so much stuff like that. So yeah, it's just, it's an interesting, interesting topic for sure. It is. And I have I like one thing about it that I've always wondered is like, yeah, I, I don't know, like, just logically, like, how did we get to thinking that way? Like, why is a pleasurable thing, like, pleasure is in the word, like, pleasure should be a good thing. Like, why have we made that a bad thing? And a lot of people say it's, like, from the patriarchy, it's, like, to control women. And I'm like, huh, like, I don't know if that's the only reason. And I'm like, man, like, do they really think that deeply to control us in that way? And maybe, like, now that's not in the forefront of their mind, but maybe that's how it started. I don't know. Yeah, the whole psychology of it is interesting. It's so interesting. But, yeah, I'm so glad we went there, though. Thank you for being open and sharing with me about it. It's just fun to talk about. I just think these are the kind of conversations that people, like, young people should be having. Imagine if you and I met when we were super young and got to have this conversation before our 20s and obviously maybe I wouldn't have been ready for it then I mean I was very sheltered very conditioned probably not ready to break out but it's just interesting to think if I had someone like me talk to me about these kind of things in that way could things have been different you know right yeah I feel like these days I have um, people who I really like respect and trust and like I can see through their lives that they're kind people genuine people and like it's because of them that my mind has opened to like seeing God in different ways mm. of just the one American conservative evangelical modern way let me emphasize modern, modern. <laughs> these are not the teachings that we think that Jesus was teaching our modern interpretations. I just love that when you go back to it, there are just so many parallels between Christianity and Hinduism when you take out all the stuff that's not good. Like, you know what I mean? Like respecting everyone. Like it's kind of like the thing of like respecting everyone. God is love. If you live your life as such that you love everyone as though they you are, are yourself and that they are God, you are not going to have a bad time. And I'm sure that all of the things that have come have been 
from not respecting one another as all one, like patriarchy Mm. and war and sexual repression and like all of these things. Mm. If we went back to the same root cause of that, each one of us is divine and we need to all respect each other. We wouldn't create such awful, awful institutions that have led us to this. Right. Yeah. It's, I guess we're like obsessed with um, seeing the truth in the right way, but it's like, God is everywhere. God is in everyone. And I I think that's a very beautiful thing Mm. that like, you know, we all interpret, we all have our own experience with God. So why can't we accept that other people see God in a a different way? Not because it's like not true, but it's like God is so vast. So there's going to be so many like aspects of God's truth, you know? Mm, Exactly. And And everyone's truth is their own. However, we all see it differently. You know what I mean? Like I can say that this is my truth and this is really what I feel, but someone else is not going to see that at all. And I guess you just kind of have to accept that at the end of the day, which is sort of where I'm at with my religious beliefs and deconstructing like I have similar to you, like deconstructed so many things that were harmful, but then there's also so many things that are still true to me. Um, mm-hmm. But like, so that's why I, I do kind of find it hard to like fit myself into the box of like Hindu or Vedic or Tamil, or any of those things, because I am still very much like, well, if the Hindu belief is if you're not married, you're not like a pure soul or you're not following the right path it's like well I'm not following that path and I feel very connected to God and I have a lot of things that I do and a lot of ways that I feel God all around me and like I just my perception is just that the God I know wouldn't hate me for doing what I'm doing (laughs) like that's all I can think because God is love God is love (laughs) yeah I just don't think he I just don't think he she has a problem with people enjoying life, being in love, connecting with someone that they love, like it just doesn't seem like an issue to me. But uh, this is one thing I will say that's interesting about um, Hinduism and sex and like guilt and shame and all that stuff. Um, I feel like people twist this a little bit in that in Hinduism, they do believe that when you have sex with someone, your energy is sort of like exchanged or interspersed. And that's because of like the basic human, uh, not human, um, Hindu belief that everything is energy. So like I'm made up of energy, you're made up of energy, the sun, everything. So I th- I feel like I really took that on as a belief when I was really young, but not in terms of like purity culture, but more just like really protective of myself. Like when I learned that story of like energy is exchange, I guess I was really protective of my energy and the thought of like taking on someone else's energy and everything they've been through and all the people that they've slept with, like, would freak me out <laughs> and that's like obviously not for everyone some people are like love that energy exchange can just do that and have sex and have fun but I guess that is something that holds true to me that I do think sex is very sacred and meaningful and it does involve quite real intimacy and exchange of energy so like I do take hold on to that but I think that that has been used to be like, don't get married and don't have sex until you get married. And I don't think that's right. You know what I mean? I think that's where the jump Yeah, I think that's great that you do have those boundaries. Like, again, you can definitely be like, say no to certain sexual experiences while still being open to others. Yeah. Like, I think it's good that you love yourself enough to like stay true to like what you want to do with that. Mm. So. 
That's, that's such a good point good. you made. It's so much about just knowing yourself and what you're right with and what you feel comfortable, regardless of religion, of who it is, da da da. If you truly mm-hmm. know yourself and how you feel safe and everything, then you will be okay. And just focus on that kind of stuff, not like trying to find out how to find the one or get married or who you're meant to be with. It's just like if you really do just focus on yourself, it will be fine, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And I'm glad that you didn't you never felt pressured to just have sex because like, oh it's fine. Oh, like, I definitely I felt pressured. We could talk about that on another pod. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, the things people said to me, I felt so pressured. Yeah. When I was in high school, people said I was a lesbian because I didn't have a boyfriend. People asked me if I was a lesbian because I wasn't interested. And I was like, um, I just don't want to have sex with any of you because you're all really immature and we're children. Like <laughs> Like, I just am not into that right now. And that's definitely, like, obviously my the way I was raised and the purity culture and stuff would have affected all that stuff. But I I was in no place to be having sex when I was a teenager. I know that's really normal for people these days and that's what people do. But I was so I was such an old soul and so in my mind and so just like, oh, it's not for me. But, yeah, people were definitely pressuring me 100%. So if anyone's pressuring like- anyone out there, it's obviously absolutely no. If there's any pressure, it's a no, like, yeah either way one hundred yourself and in the moment and want to do it so detest any pressure that is putting on people yeah for sure that's so funny though that like people are thinking you're a lesbian because it reminds me of my sister actually one time she told me she was like yeah I used to like when you were just being very unpleasant um I used to think it was because you were like a repressed lesbian what (laughs) Number one, you maybe recall like how mm, insufferable you could be sometimes. Yeah, she's not aware. Yeah, uh, maybe that's why I'm not in a good mood. Yeah, like it wasn't um, my sexuality, it was just you being a bitch. <laughs> it was like, I can't believe you just said that. Um, oh, I love that. that. Um, a verse from the Christian Bible it says, like, um, love covers a multitude of sins. And I, yeah, it's something Christians definitely don't focus on enough. I know they say they do. But anyway, um, yes, love. Love is the answer. As cliche as it's true. It's really Yay! true. I'm so glad that you love love as much as me. I'm just going to keep on this love train. If anyone thinks it's silly, it's their prob because they need to add more love into their life. <laughs> yes, we will love you. <laughs> we love y'all. Oh, that was such a fun chat. I'm so glad we just like talked about whatever came up. <laughs> bit of love, bit of purity culture, bit of movie wreck. <laughs> yes, I, I'm going to have to watch the... Um, anyone but you oh anyone but you yeah so what I'm loving right now is yoga what are you loving right now is it your evening walks (laughs) um that is part of it yes and I I've been like this is interesting I feel like I should not be enjoying my life as much as I am right now that's interesting (laughs) for me to like (laughs) you can enjoy it as much as you like girl (laughs) I think, like, it's because I have such, uh, like, I always hear these messages of people, like, having a hard time. And, like, of course, I'm going to acknowledge that because life can be really hard, but it, it just seems like it's the norm. And mm. I'm like, is that because we're choosing? Uh, well, okay, I don't want to be ignorant. Like, sometimes we don't have control, but mm. also I'm just, like, 
I, right now I do have a lot of control to make decisions that make my life better. Mm. And I feel almost like I'm like, I have to like cling to enjoying my life right now. Cause I feel like it's going to escape me. I don't know why, but I know hard times will come anyway. So I'm trying to love enjoying my life right now because I have a pretty chill like work schedule right now. I'm only teaching two days a week, but I'm full time. Mm. And life has just been so calm recently, which has been great. So I, I have time to go to the gym. I have time to go on my morning walks. I have time to go swimming and get work done um, mm. and not have to stay up to like 12 a.m. to finish lesson planning and stuff. So mm. I am really loving that and just oh, soaking that's up. That's so beautiful. And I'm so glad you said that because it's just exactly the mindset to have, which is you are appreciating the good things that you have in your life right now. And I think you're aware that you're not going to always have it the same as it is right now, which is just like so poignant. And that is reminded me that I need to focus on all the good things that I have and all the things I can change that are in my control, not all the stuff that's not in my control and then focusing on that. <laughs> yeah, it can be hard, but yeah. It's hard. It's hard out here, but you make it a lot better. Oh. <laughs> you. I love oh, you. so fun to talk about love and random <laughs> yeah what will we talk about next when you come back um let's see stay tuned it'll be something really interesting probably more about boys and love or yeah something fun. we're doing like one step at a time we started off with like what is love what is a relationship and then we'll add more in as we go Yes, I love to talk about boys and love. I do. Topic. I don't know why. Just like it's just easy to talk about. You could just talk about it forever. Romance. I love. I think we love to talk about romance, like yes. sweet things and affection, and people showing their love. Like I love to see other people's love too, not just my own. <laughs> like I like to see um, people just expressing themselves, and that's what it's all about. Definitely. Definitely. Well, shall we call it an ep? <laughs> yeah we shall thanks so, thanks so much for listening guys <laughs> little heart love oh is that what that does that actually mean heart oh so i didn't even yeah. know that when you put your f- pointer finger and thumb together and make a heart i literally thought that was just a sign i didn't know it was actually a love the gang sign the love gang the love gang oh i would be a love gang that would be great oh what an f right so if you would like to follow on for now we'll talk to you again soon i love y'all ciao for now peace out